Entrepreneur on Fire, 909. I grew up poor. You can't help the poor if you're one of them. Inspiration defines EO Fire. Launching your podcast in 15 days defines freepodcastcourse.com. Ignite. Make a lasting first impression with unique business cards from Moo.com. Moo's range of top-notch paper and exclusive design templates make it easy. For extra wow, try Printfinity. Print a different image on every card. Stand out with Moo.com. Meeting your clients and coworkers online just got a lot easier with Citrix GoToMeeting because it's a smarter way to meet. Try it free for 30 days. Nothing to lose. Visit GoToMeeting.com and click the Try It Free button. Entrepreneurs, near and far, John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Kareem Abdulnaga. Kareem, are you prepared to ignite? Let's make it happen. Yes. Kareem is an Ivy League educated inner city public school graduate. He received over $300,000 in scholarships to make his education possible. He founded Practice Makes Perfect, writes for Entrepreneur, and is an echoing green fellow in Global Shaper. And at 23, was named to Forbes 30 under 30 list in education. Kareem, Take a minute and share with Fire Nation what's going on in your world right now. Well, John, I'm spending most of my time actually building a national summer school replacement model. So I learned about the achievement gap when I first got to college, didn't really know what it was. There was a scholarship tied to it. And so I did my research and learned a lot about the disparities that were affecting low-income kids who grew up in situations like me. Um, I was a rugged individualist growing up and sort of thought that kids who worked hard were the ones who were going to make it and the ones who didn't were the ones who weren't. And then I started learning about all of this research and knowledge out there and realized that there were some things that prevented kids from succeeding. Um, within the achievement gap, there's probably a thousand reasons why it existed, but research showed that two-thirds of this $500 billion problem can be directly attributed to unequal summer learning opportunities. Um, and our summer school system is broken, so we're redesigning it and building it to make it more fun, exciting, and engaging for kids to ultimately narrow the achievement gap. Man, I love it. I mean, let's be honest. There's a lot of things that are broken in the education world. There's also a lot of things that are amazing about the education world. Just like in everything in life, there's pros and cons, but it's awesome, Kareem, to see someone like yourself with the energy, the youth, the experience, all combined to be doing something really cool. And we're going to dive more into that, Fire Nation, because Kareem has quite the journey to share, despite you know, not being some 60, 70-year-old entrepreneur. And to kind of get to know Kareem a little bit better, we're going to dive right into what I love calling the one-minute mindset, where, Kareem, I'm going to ask you five questions. They're going to be five insights into your mind, my friend, to, to really share with Fire Nation what makes you you. Take about a minute-ish to answer these questions, the first one being ideally what do the first 80 minutes of your day look like? For me, I jump into the gym and I have my toughest, hardest workouts in the mornings. Um, I'm also a triathlete. I love the sprint distance triathlons. actually got into it to start fundraising for my organization, but have now been in this routine where I hit the gym and I push myself to my physical limits and it makes the mental challenges throughout the day a lot easier to bear when you know you've gotten the hardest part out of the way. I'm all about that. I mean, the first thing I do in Fire Nation, you know this, I don't, I don't shy away from sharing my morning power walk. It's been a ritual of mine for some time now. And it's just, it's, it's 
important to get that oxygen in the body, to get that blood flowing. And Kareem, I mean, you do it. So many successful entrepreneurs, that's one of the first things that they do. But, you know, despite that, what would you say your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur is? I am a first-time entrepreneur, and I make some mistakes that sometimes I wish I didn't make. Um, If you're a second-time entrepreneur, sometimes you have that hindsight. I spent some time in financial services in undergrad, and people asked me if that experience was really relevant. And I remember thinking back to what the challenges were to being a successful entrepreneur. And it's things like attracting top talent, raising money, being able to pitch and sell an idea. And honestly, a lot of those things you don't learn until you're actually doing them. And so being 23 and running a company for the first time, I would say definitely not having experience on my side would be my biggest weakness. Yeah, in the Army, we call that on-the-job training. I remember getting to my first duty assignment and them just pointing at a tank and saying, Lieutenant, uh, jump on and figure out how to drive that thing. And I'm like, are you serious? (laughs) Kareem, what is your biggest strength as an entrepreneur? I think also coming with my age, I'm not afraid to ask for help. um, And I'm also not afraid to admit when I'm wrong. I think one of the things that I've done really well is I write about the challenges and the triumphs like in my work. Um, Oftentimes, I'll see that other entrepreneurs are struggling with something or they have a challenge or they've had a failure and they don't share it. And it winds up sitting on them and they carry that weight for a really long time until they have no other option but to share it. I'm very proactive when a mistake is made or a failure happens and I put it out there, I put it in writing, I share it with my investors, I share it with my board members, I share it with my team and it allows me to lift that weight off my back and allow me to focus on fixing those mistakes or the setbacks that we've sort of had. Um, So pretty much allowing me to get rid of those tough things and I can focus and allows me to focus on improving them. Carrying that weight, Fire Nation, I loved that phrase. I really hope you picked up on that because... That's what we do when we keep things inside. We carry that weight with us. And that's all taking up our bandwidth. That's clogging up our mind and our bandwidth by just keeping all that inside. But if you share it, if you put it out there in the universe, number one, it's just liberating, it's freeing. But number two... You, it's, it's insane to think and it's, it's crazy to see what gets attracted to you in the form of solutions when you do that. Now, Kareem, you have some good habits, even at 23 years old. I remember uh, some bad habits that I had for sure, but what's a habit that you wish you had? Honestly, I wish I did a better job staying in touch with some of my friends. Um, I think time becomes one of those precious things that you wind up sometimes underestimating how much of it you have. And then um, for me, it's just been falling out of touch with a lot of people who I thought I was really good friends with in college and even in high school. Um, So if there was one thing I can build into my daily schedule, it would be checking in with one or two people and allow me to be better intact with like everyone else that I would talk to. Yeah. And sometimes it's just small steps. I mean, it's just having that repeating calendar where it says, reach out to one friend today and just say hi. And it takes you a couple minutes and you make that happen. And and that can really just be the start of a habit. As Charles Duhigg says, that kind of consistency can turn into a habit that can really pay big dividends down the line. Now, Kareem, you have a lot of things going on right now that we're going to be talking about coming up in the future of this interview. But what's one thing that has you most fired up right now? So about a month ago, I did the math behind the problem that we're sort of solving. So they say it's this 
$300 billion problem. Summer is about $200 billion of the piece of it. Um, on a city-by-city city basis, we're significantly under-investing in summer. And it's because the summer school systems are broken. New York City, for example, is spending about $45 million a year. Um, we should be spending closer to $1.4 billion per year, just given the number of students that need to be put in summer programming or get some sort of summer enrichment. The reality is we're not going to raise that money philanthropically every single year. So from that perspective, um, it's shown me that philanthropy isn't the answer to the problems that we're addressing. But that number is about 5% of a $26 billion education budget. So really showing that there is a new system in place that works um, and the design actually drives outcomes will allow us to one day change culture and behavior to solve this problem. Um, And literally when you're talking about a large part of the achievement gap here in terms of building a new system, um, we're at the forefront of that. And that to me has me going, knowing that in a couple of years we could actually put an end to um, such a large part of the problem that we're facing in, in public education. I love how you ran the numbers. Fire Nation, take a step back. You know, put some time in your calendar to to block off and to actually look at your industry, your niche, your thing as a whole, and run your own numbers. Get excited about that because. It's really cool to see that big picture and to see that small piece of the pie that you currently have, but what that pie looks like, and that helps you going forward. So great advice, Kareem. Excited for you, my friends. And now we're going to move into what I call the story phase, because Kareem, I want to get to know you more as an entrepreneur. Now, you've, you've had a journey as an entrepreneur, shorter than some, longer than others, but I want you to take us to what you would consider your worst entrepreneurial moment. Kareem, I want to be there with you in this moment in time. Tell us that story. So I gave this a lot of thought because as any entrepreneur knows, you have several setbacks and several failures. <laughs> I want to say my worst like moment had to have been right after I graduated. A, there was poor planning in that I had a full-time offer that I turned down And I was thinking about different companies that I could potentially be working for. And when I ultimately decided that I was going to not take the offer, I sort of jumped off, um, graduated. We didn't have any money in the bank account. I was thinking about it as an option to sort of work full-time or not. Um, My whole thinking at the time was, we're going to run another great summer program. We're going to get in the New York Times, and then people are just going to start throwing money at us. Hmm. it didn't happen that way. Um, and then ultimately had a very positive meeting with the foundation. They were saying that I should be cautiously optimistic after the ask. I ultimately decided to take the full-time um, offer that they had made um, in terms of hiring someone. And that cautiously optimistic remark turned out to pan out in a negative manner. Um, so I hired someone, gave them a full-time salary, and then the foundation didn't come through with the full commitment. And when I say my stomach turned inside out, it literally turned inside out oh. in that moment. That was probably one of my worst experiences in terms of thinking about how things couldn't get any better or worse in that moment. Um, now I've officially hired my first person. They're relying on us for their like living. And I think that puts an extra burden on you when you're trying to build a business and things aren't as great as they could have been when you're starting. Um, so that extra pressure definitely made it one of those really bad decisions. Um, and I knew going forward that I needed better commitments and that a cautiously optimistic may not necessarily pan out all the time. Um, so 
Yeah, I mean, it's one of those moments where you grow up really quickly, um, knowing that now you're no longer just responsible for your payroll, but someone else's, and you can't take a half-hearted commitment as a full commitment and then get someone else to put their entire like job or livelihood on the line for it. So when you talk about turning up the pressure, that it was in that moment. Um, luckily for us, there were a few like conversations that happened after that sort of made the situation a lot better. Um, and I learned a lot from that experience alone. So um, talk about being out of school, not knowing what you're doing, making a commitment to someone else based, a half, based on a half-hearted commitment you got from someone else. Um, and then having them rely on you is definitely one of the most difficult like moments I've had um, as an entrepreneur. Fire Nation, you know why we love telling the story of the worst entrepreneurial moment because you're listening to Kareem. He's energetic. He's smart. He has great things going on. And we're like, man, is this guy, does just everything he touched turn to gold? And, and that's never the case for any entrepreneur, no matter what it seems like from the outside looking in or no matter what it looks like when you're looking at their current story. So Kareem, thanks for sharing that because I know for Fire Nation, it's big for us, the listeners, to hear that, man, did you ever struggle? Man, was that a horrible moment. But guess what? You could have quit. You could have never started that back up again. You could have just gone and lost yourself in corporate America, become another number that made a couple couple hundred thousand dollars a year and lived a quote-unquote nice life, but you didn't. You knew there was something bigger. You knew there was something better, and you're making a dent in this world. And Fire Nation, that dent can still happen after even a moment like that, even after a massive failure. And Kareem, I want you to tell another story. This one's going to be focused on an aha moment, an epiphany, a light bulb that you've had at some point in your journey. Kareem, you have a lot of these moments coming up. You've already had a lot of these aha moments, but what's one that you think will resonate with Fire Nation? Take us to that moment in time and tell us that story. Well, I guess I'll, I'll also go back to senior year of college with this. I decided that I was going to turned down my full-time offers, but again, like wasn't 100% sure if this is what I was supposed to be doing. And I remember thinking about the industry that I was in in education, but then also looking at the landscape. And I looked at the backgrounds of some of our most admirable education reformers, people like Wendy Cobb, Arnie Duncan, Diane Ravitch, and was like, wow, these are all some really incredible people. Because when you're running something in education, everyone's always going to ask you, like, why not someone else? Right Or why are you the right person to be doing this? And I had to come to terms with what the answer was to that question. Um, and honestly, after looking at all of their backgrounds, realized that despite the fact that they were running these educational initiatives and leading some of the biggest education reform initiatives in our country, um, not one of them had ever been toured through an inner city public school. Um, one of the largest like at-risk populations within education um, and none of the people who had gone through to or through those school systems had been the ones driving the change in that area. And I remember thinking to myself that my upbringing in many ways had been a blessing in disguise, right? It went to a really crappy high school, had a 55% graduation rate. Uh, most of the kids who went to my high school didn't graduate, or when they did graduate, they didn't go into four-year schools. Um, and in that moment, realized that having had that firsthand experience was going to differentiate me um, because I'd also been blessed with this elite education now and can articulate a lot of the systemic issues I saw. So much of the education reform up until that point had been driven from a sympathetic perspective. 
let's go help these poor black and Latino kids instead of an empathetic one where we sort of say, I understand what they're going through and I know the potential that they have. Um, and let's go drive that out. So in that moment felt like if nothing else, I could add a unique perspective to the discussion around education reform. And I knew that what I was doing with my education nonprofit was my calling. Um, and I was going to use that as a stepping stone to be able to create larger change. Fire Nation, look for those voids in your life. Look for those pain points that people are having around you that you know because you're living in it or you're seeing it firsthand. I mean, a 55% graduation rate is horrendous. And Kareem saw that and he said, man, there is a massive need for change here. Somebody needs to affect that change. And to steal a quote from Gandhi, Fire Nation, why not be that change that you want to see in the world? Now, Kareem, turn this to our listeners, Fire Nation, who are entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, small business owners. What's a clear lesson that you learned from this experience that you want to just translate for our listeners? What do you want our listeners, Fire Nation, to take away? So whenever someone asks me whether or not they should be starting a company or they should be working on their next thing, I always tell them to ask themselves these six questions. Whoa. It's really three questions, but the variation on it makes it six. Um, why are you the right person to be doing this? Why is this important? And then why is this important to you? And then ask yourself those same three questions with the ending of now. So why are you the right person to be doing this now? Why is this important now? And then why is this important to you right now? There is no right or wrong answer to any of those questions, which is something I thought about for a really long time. But if you're able to answer those questions for yourself and come to terms with the outcomes, you're going to speak with greater conviction. And conviction is what separates whether or not you're actually able to commute to effectively sell your idea or sell your preposition to someone. And ultimately, you need to have that level of conviction. And the only way you're going to get to that is by being very thoughtful about answering those questions for yourself and knowing what the answers to those questions are. Um, others will doubt you, um, and it's your job to remove that doubt when you're asking them for support or you're trying to bring them onto your team or you're trying to impact change or build a new company. Wow. Fire Nation. I got a little shivers when I was hearing those six questions. And now let me just break them down for you again. Why are you the right person to be doing this? Why is this important? And why is this important to you? And then, of course, four, five, and six, you're adding now to the end of this. Now, we'll have this on the show notes page at eofire.com, as well as everything else we're talking about. And Kareem, I am not letting you go yet, my friend, because we're about to enter the lightning rounds. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Think about the time, money, and hassle it takes to hold a meeting. Where's the perfect meeting location? How many people will be there? How long will it take to review the presentation? Yep, that's the sound of precious resources being used. My recommendation, meet your clients and coworkers online with Citrix GoToMeeting because it's a smarter way to meet. You can connect with anyone from anywhere because GoToMeeting allows you to meet from any computer, tablet, or smartphone, no hassle necessary. Want face-to-face? -face? They've got that too. Turn to your webcam and with HD quality, it's like being in the the same room. You can even present and share screens to get feedback in real time. Because with GoToMeeting, everyone sees what you're seeing, so your team is on the same page. I want you to sign up for GoToMeeting today. Try it free for 30 days. Nothing to lose. Visit GoToMeeting.com and click the Try It Free button. Do it now and have your first meeting up and running in minutes. That's GoToMeeting.com for your free 30-day trial. 
Tired of handing out the same old snoozy business cards everywhere you go? I get it. It's tough to stand out from the crowd when you're at an event or conference with hundreds, even thousands of other people. Moo to the rescue. Moo.com offers you a platform to create a business card that's truly unique. They've got a variety of styles and design templates to ensure your card will stand out from the rest, including everything from mini cards to triple thick luxe cards. I can hear their voices now. Wow, what a unique card. But more importantly, that unique card is giving you the opportunity to have a lasting impression. Want to take it to the next level? Moo also offers you the ability to put an image or text on every card with printfinity. What? Now that's epic. Ready to stand out with rich, thick, lovely business cards? See and feel the difference with Moo. Visit Moo.com to create a business card that's as unique as you are today. That's M-O-O dot com. Kareem, welcome to the lightning round, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Absolutely. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I, I grew up poor. I had a mentor tell me that Jay-Z says that you can't help the poor if you're one of them. And so not having those resources or a real support network at home, like some of my friends, that was one of the obstacles that I sort of saw holding me back. But I gave it thought and I remember looking around and thinking that the poor were actually the ones most equipped to help themselves because they sort of understood their problems. And once you have a viable solution, the opportunities and the resources are out there and you just have to go and get them. You can't help the poor if you're one of them. I mean, Fire Nation, I want to turn this a little bit and just say, you are obligated if you have the knowledge, the skills, if you have something to share with the world, you are obligated to share that because that's how you're going to start to make your difference. And Kareem, what's the best advice you've ever received? So I was interviewing for an internship when I was 17 and the guy asked me what the secret was to any successful business. And he made me guess for five minutes before he gave me the answer. And I remember him saying that the secret isn't the marketing, it's not the profitability, it's not the customers, it was the business model. The business model being the set of processes that ultimately show how you derive revenue, but also how you replicate and grow your business. And I remember in that moment, that being one of the most like mind-boggling realizations I've ever had. And his example was, why do you think a business like McDonald's is so successful? It's because they can literally give someone a book anywhere in the U.S. and have them run a successful franchise. And as I was thinking about how we were building our business, I thought about all of those pieces of scalability, um, replication, resources, um, and locality, and being able to leverage those things um, to build a really strong business model. The secret to any successful business is your business model. So throw out a couple of your first responses to them. I said the marketing. I said having great customers. I said the entrepreneur being really hardworking. And all of those, he just sat there, laughed and nodded. (laughs) (laughs) Kareem, what's a personal habit that you do have that you believe contributes to your success? I am an avid reader now. As funny as that sounds, I went through elementary and middle school and maybe read all of two books, even in high school. Um, Sparknotes was my best friend. And I now, like having gone through high school and college, just read for fun. I read to find things out that I may not know. I read in search of skills and learning about other people's journeys and really being proactive about things that I think I'm going to need before I actually need them. Um, So it's a good habit to get into. And I've actually learned a lot more um, in just finding things that I enjoy reading and learning about than I have through all the mandatory readings I've had assigned through my entire schooling. 
Now, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you can share with our listeners? I think Asana is a, it's a web and mobile application that my team has been using. It's actually founded by a few Facebook like co-founders, yeah. um, but it allows you to work with your team without using email, essentially. And it's it's been a great communication platform for us, um, and it's free when you're starting out. I think up to like ten or fifteen people on your team, so it's been an incredible resource for us as we've been growing and building our content and um, organization. So you love Spark Notes and you love reading. <laughs> so what would be one book and only one if you could recommend it for our listeners? What would that one book be and why? So I read this book a little bit over a year ago. It's called The Soul of Money. It's by Lynn Twist. I think it fundamentally changed my relationship with money and how I saw fundraising in both a for-profit and a non-profit context. I think too many times we overthink what the value or the power behind money is. And sometimes we don't think about how it's just a tool and a tool that we can use to bring about the things that we want to see in our lives or to live out the missions that we have set for ourselves. Um, and it'll fundamentally redefine the way you think about money and the way you fundraise and ask people um, to support the work that you're doing. Um, and it's ultimately allowing you to tie their personal interests and the things they're looking for in life to be able to share that mutual benefit on your journey. So highly recommend it. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And Kareem, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? This is probably one of the toughest questions I've ever been asked. And I know for me, I thought about it several times and I think my gut instincts was was that I'd probably go out and buy a cheap suit. I'd put together a resume and I'd start applying for jobs. Um, as funny as it sounds, because I'm an entrepreneur now, um, it would allow me to take some time and rebuild my network until I come up with a new idea to radically transform the world. Uh, my network for me now has been my saving grace, um, not just from a fundraising and resource perspective, but in terms of having a support network, which I think is critical for any entrepreneur. Um, having people that you can just talk to or bounce ideas off of to refine your business or finding mentors who can help guide you um, is incredibly important. Um, there is no such thing as someone doing it alone. Um, and I'd be remiss if I didn't give credit to all the people who sort of stepped in and made the work that I'm doing possible. Um, so for me, it would be getting a job until I am able to build my new network in this new world and have that support system that I'll need to ultimately build something meaningful and valuable for the world I'd be living in. Mm. And that's what it's all about, Kareem. It's what you the entrepreneur, my guest, would actually answer. I want your gut instinct because that's what makes this question unique and the answer is unique. And Kareem, I want to end today on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. One parting piece of guidance is find mentors uh, in anything that you do. I remember sitting there with my mentee who was just entering his freshman year of college after I graduated. And I was giving this kid all of the answers to the next four years of school. And I remember struggling out of school, not knowing like where to go or what to do next with my company. 
And I had this epiphany where I thought to myself, like, why not find someone who's done exactly what I've done already so they can give me the answers like I was giving to my mentee at the time. So find mentors who've sort of gone through your journey and try to get them to come on board with what you're doing. Um, And in terms of reaching me, easily accessible via email, it's just Kareem, K-A-R-I-M, at practicemakesperfect.org. But you can also follow me on Twitter at Kareem Abulnaga um, or find me on LinkedIn. Fire Nation, don't be afraid to be an apprentice. Find people who are where you want to be. Go to them, see how you can add value to their lives to learn from them. Powerful stuff. And you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with Kareem and JLD today. So keep up the heat. And you can head over to eofire.com. Just type Kareem, K-A-R-I-M, in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up. We'll also have everything we've been talking about on that show notes page at eofire.com. Or just email Kareem directly, Kareem at practicemakesperfect.org. Fire Nation, take advantage of these opportunities. And Kareem, thank you, my friend, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Also, if you're an entrepreneur who's prepared to ignite, visit thefirepath.com where your passion and our guidance unite. See you there.